This is Catherine Girardeau with podtech.net here at the Gartner Symposium in Orlando with a couple of specialists in the area of security from Verizon Business. I'm Cindy Belfay, Senior Manager for Product Management Security Services at Verizon Business. And I'm Chris Hunsager, Security Product Development, also with Verizon Business. I feel safer already. We're here to talk about the topic of your panel here at the Gartner Symposium, which is about denial of service attacks. Can you first define what that is, what that category of threat is for our listeners? So a denial of service is uh, basically any malicious packet that can cause lack of access to a resource. And specifically, our service is built to stop distributed denial of service attacks, which are large attacks that can overwhelm things like a firewall or a circuit or a server. How do they get in? I mean, most companies have a firewall, so how do these attacks uh, find their way in? Well, oftentimes the problem is that even though the firewall may stop the attacks, the attacks still flow down the customer access circuit. So even though none of it gets to the destination, all the resources that would be used to allow legitimate access are used up in the attack. And do they get in via email or, or how? Uh, well, it can be anything. It can just be ICMP pings that can just use up all the access, can use up all the port. It could just be noise and traffic that normally would be discarded that just fills up the access connection. Talk to me a little bit about the services Verizon Business offers to uh, your customers to mitigate these threats. Uh, the assumption is the threats are too great for customers to deal with them themselves within their own IT departments? That's one way to look at it. I, I think if, if we go back to what Chris was saying about you know, you're exhausting the resource that the company has at that circuit, um, clearly you, know, you want to stop it before you get to that point of overwhelming the circuit. So what we've done is we've developed a service that we deploy in our network that allows us to both detect that this is going on, because it's possible you wouldn't know it's happening until you were falling down, and then two, mitigate, divert the traffic into, you know, divert the traffic so that the, pro the customer's intended traffic can go through, but this malicious traffic is diverted. So it sounds like, um, I mean, companies typically would be dealing with crisis management. So once a threat has begun, if they are able to detect it, trying to stop it themselves, but you're saying that one of the main aspects of your service has to do with detection. We want to make sure that our clients are aware that this is happening before that circuit's overwhelmed, and before they're having um, a, a lack of an ability to, to, to conduct their, uh, their usual traffic that they would be anticipating. The way we look at it is that the DOS services are part of a business continuity plan for customers. So just in the same way that a customer might have a sprinkler system in their office building, even though they've never had a fire, any customer whose financial model is susceptible to attacks over the Internet that could take out their resources should consider some sort of security plan to stop these types of attacks. And so that's why we have initially a solution that can block the attacks, and then we have another one that proactively notifies customers when they start happening. Denial of service is a category, but what, what kinds of um, threats come in in that area? All right, so we're primarily seeing sort of two types. One are sort of just the garbage attacks, so large amounts of ICMP, ping, trace route, that type. We're also seeing things like SIN floods, which are halfway open connections that just sort of overwhelm with sort of a request. Uh, so I heard someone once describe it as someone ringing your doorbell a million times and then running away every time you show up. 
So it's that type of concept. And so we have technology within the network that can go ahead and stop those sorts of things. And then the other one, which is more complicated, is just a flood of what looks like legitimate requests. So suppose a thousand computers all try to download every page on your website simultaneously. And that could overwhelm your bandwidth. And we have solutions that can help deal with that as well. So why would uh, a company need to hire Verizon Business to deal with this security threat? All right, so while there is technology out there, like some firewalls have a rudimentary DOS detection or, or a prevention service, the fact is, is that if the access to the customer prem is overwhelmed, nothing at the customer prem can deal with the attack. And at a Nanog event a couple years ago, a volunteer from the audience said that they had seen an attack that was over 40 gigabits per second in aggregate, which is the equivalent of 10 OC192s. So few customers have that access, and very few of them can afford to do it, and probably none of them should buy all that access just to stop attacks. So we have a solution that can provide that functionality and capability to stop those sorts of things in our backbone and prevent customers from having to worry about buying all that additional stuff that they're not going to need, supporting it, maintaining it, whatever. What are some of the trends in security? Where are, um, where are viruses and DDoS attacks going? Are they getting worse? Are they getting harder to fight? When I think about security threats and security risk and, uh, and, and kind of the threat landscape, I think we're never going to catch you know, catch up and be, okay, we've done it, we've figured everything out, because the human, humans don't behave like that, right? So it's a reinforcing cycle whereby as we get the next step to mitigate something, you know, the, the malicious people will go ahead and find a way around it. So it's, it's just, a, we, you know, we have a responsibility for one of the largest IP backbones in the world. That gives us a lot of chance to see this activity, see what's going on, try to stay a step ahead of it before our customers would see it. And, um, you know, but this is something that, it's, it's about vigilance, it's about continuing to keep in front of it. It's, uh, you know, does it get worse? Yes, it gets worse because it gets different and it gets, you know, greater. Sounds like you have some job security, no pun intended. <laughs> yeah, it's, it is a continuous effort. And so on the DOS front, we continue to see attacks um, increasing in size, changing in complexity, um, the ways in which the bots are, are compromising machines, machines are becoming bots effectively, continue, continues to change, continues to be a struggle. But you know, overall, security is one large suite of of solutions and platforms. You have to look at everything across the level. Obviously a firewall doesn't protect from anything or doesn't protect from everything um, just in the same way uh, a denial of service attack um, you know, is, cannot be mitigated by some other types of products. This is, you, you need a full established suite of technology and security solutions in order to meet all the requirements of having a secure enterprise. Yeah, I think Chris makes a really important point there, which is that, you know, our customers are getting smarter about this too, and going back to that, you know, implementing a risk management strategy and understanding the places in their business where they need to be particularly vigilant, and they come to a, a company like Verizon Business with an extensive portfolio of security solutions so that we can tailor a solution for them that meets their risk profile across their environment. And that maybe works with some of the things they've already got in place, so you're Ab not reinventing Absolutely, the absolutely. I mean, a lot of our, our solutions um, were pretty, uh, you know, vendor agnostic in terms of how, especially in our prem-based solutions, how we how we can take over management for customers in that area. So certainly, that's a good point. 
does the um, type of software, more web-based applications being used in the enterprise, um, VOIP and data, does that have any effect on the security landscape? Yeah, it absolutely does. So as more businesses are moving to web-enabled platforms and to solutions that run on the web, as more companies are moving to financial models that use the web for distribution or sourcing or, or acquisition, all these companies have a higher risk um, associated with losing access to those services. And so when a company suddenly moves to voice over IP platforms and a denial starts attack instead of taking out their web page now takes out their voice platform, you know, that's something that very carefully needs to be considered in their risk valuation. Our security portfolio is based around working with our clients to understand their, their risk their risk profile and their risk management strategies. And you know, a company like Verizon Business with a comprehensive portfolio such as ours, we're in a great position to help clients meet those particular needs across their enterprise. So I'm wondering what what things uh, an IT person can do to make sure they're providing an effective defense against attacks. Right, well, always the, the best thing that anyone can do to protect their environment is to stay knowledgeable on what the current threats are. And so I would say definitely um, paying attention to the current industry reports. Certainly check out the white papers that Verizon Business is offering free on our website to go ahead and read about the new technology and why we're releasing it. Uh, I think definitely staying aware of what's happening and what's available is probably the most important thing for any enterprise. You know, the landscape now is not really nation-specific, does not respect those types of borders, and business has also gone very global. So I'm wondering um, if you could talk a little bit about the security threats in, you know, different parts of the world versus the United States. Are the threats the same, different in Asia, in Europe? Um, how do you... I mean, your customers from a technology that. standpoint, I think the, the threats are the same. The sort of attacks that are being exploited in the U.S. are being carried out across the globe. I mean, you know, we look in a country like the, the U.K. where they have legalized betting and gambling online. They're a constant ta target for these types of attacks from, you know, organized crime and out of Eastern Europe. I mean, it's that kind of a, it's that kind of a situation. It's global. We're all dealing with the same technical problem. But, you know, again, it's like looking at that risk and what, what specifically the impact is going to be for businesses. And, it, you know, it's just looking at it in the context of the environment that you're in. But the technical attacks are global. Absolutely. I mean, whenever we see things like attacks, they are always global in nature. So the, the controller of the attack may be in Russia. The attackers may be in, in a different country, uh, all over, from a sort of all other places. So you really need a solution, actually, when you're looking at, at technology platforms that is globally aware and is able to go ahead and look at things from a large perspective. And of course, that's where our international backbone comes into play. When it comes to Internet security, uh, the people who are going to have the best awareness and best capabilities for doing things about the Internet are going to be, logically, the Tier 1 ISPs. So they have the largest capability for access, the visibility, and also the capacity if it comes to large, overwhelming attacks to go ahead and receive those attacks, to stop them in the cloud, and to mitigate them. A good example of a, a situation whereby a company that might be a little bit of a smaller company and not a large company that, that we were talking about examples earlier of who would buy this service, um, you know, in the UK, gaming is 
online gaming is legal and there have been a lot of instances whereby there have been threats from you know seemingly originating from sort of Eastern European organized crime against those websites whereby there's going to be a large event and during one of those large events is that company's time to make their most revenue. People are placing the most bets and they threaten to take them offline with a DDoS attack during that during that event. A large soccer match. A large soccer match or a large, you know, the grand national horse race, that's always a big one. And so those companies are always looking for a solution whereby they're not going to be held ransom to those sorts of threats that are going to be, a you know, could have a massive impact on their annual revenue. We used to see some things too where there's sort of a of an appeasement policy initially by these companies where it's, you know, five grand to go away or 10 grand to go away. The thing is that when companies do that, it doesn't go away. It just comes back and back and back again. The financial amount gets higher and higher. So at a Nanog event a couple years ago, someone stood up and volunteered that they had seen a DDoS attack that was an aggregate of 40 gigabits per second or the equivalent of four OC-192s. Cindy Belfay and Chris Hunsaker are security professionals with Verizon Business, sort of the uh, crime fighters of uh, <laughs> Verizon Business. She's Batman, I'm Robin. <laughs> I was thinking more Bond. Okay. <laughs> Thanks so much for joining me on Podtech.net. Thanks for having us. Thanks very much. We appreciate the time.